You're listening to episode number 17 of the Grinding Me Grateful podcast. I know that this one is going to speak to literally everyone because while we all live our own unique lives, we have all experienced this one thing, heartbreak. Today's guest is Laura Yates, who is a breakup coach. That's right. She is your go-to gal when it comes to healing and rebuilding after a breakup. So amazing. So needed, right? She has coached herself and hundreds of other women through heartbreak so that they can become their happiest, most confident, and most fulfilled selves, proving that you don't need anyone else to complete you. You are whole all by yourself. Laura has had her work featured on the Daily Mail, eHarmony, Reveal Magazine, Glamour, Vice, Mashable, Marie Claire, and Silas Magazine, to name just a few, and she also has a podcast herself. She says that she is a coach, mentor, friend, and cheerleader all rolled into one, and honestly, whether dealing with a breakup or not, we all need someone like that in our lives. I just know that you're going to love Laura and the insights she shares in this episode. Before we get into the interview, I want to read the review of the week. This one is from rnichols002, who says, So motivating and positive. I struggle with a lot of negativity, and this podcast is such a positive place that I'm always excited to dive into. I'm so glad I found it. There is so much positivity and different perspectives and experiences. Can't wait until the next episode is released. Love you, Marie. Well, dang, I love you too. I'm honestly so ecstatic to hear that you feel like this is a place that you can always count on for a dose of positivity and encouragement. As I've mentioned before, listening to other people's podcasts has truly changed my own outlook and my own life for that matter. So the fact that I can contribute to those changes in you is something I'm insanely grateful for and honored to be. So your reviews never, ever, ever go unnoticed or unappreciated. So if you want to help out the show and possibly be featured in next week's episode, please head over to iTunes on your computer or the podcast app on your phone and leave us a rating and a review. It's a super quick yet meaningful way to support the show. So thank you in advance if you take a minute to do so. Love you so, so much. And I cannot wait to serve you with the information in this episode. So let's just get into it. Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, health and fitness influencer, coach, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to become their very best selves. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life that you love right now. We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. What's up, guys? Marie here. If you know me, you know that educating and empowering women is like my thing. It's why I do what I do. And as you probably know, one of the big ways I carry out that mission is through fitness. I'm a huge believer that the foundation of self-development is having a healthy body and mind. So that's why I want to send you your very own copy of my free workout guide. It has an entire week of my favorite workouts. I'll break down each one step-by-step with sets, reps, and even cues to make sure that you're using proper form. So if you're ready to get stronger, feel more confident in the gym, and transform your physique, head on over to mariewold.com slash free guide and grab a copy. Again, that's M-A-R-I-E. 
wold.com slash free guide. I know that you're going to love it. Now let's get into today's episode. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Marie. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to speak to you. So, you guys, I am dying to know how one becomes a breakup expert. There's got to be a good story behind it. And I'm also super curious about just your general story that has shaped you into the woman that you are today. So can you fill us in on that, Laura? Yeah, definitely. Well, I have to say, when I was younger, I never anticipated my career going in this direction (laughs) Um, and becoming like a breakup coach essentially so yeah the story behind it really was you know I went through a breakup myself I was already coaching I was coaching women at the time I still coach women now but so I went through a breakup at that point and you know I was typing everything into google you know how do you how to get over a breakup and looking for all of these tips and tricks to kind of make the process go a bit faster and and to kind of understand what I was feeling and what I was thinking. And it was mainly out of curiosity as well, as well as for my own healing. And during that time, I was writing about my experience on my blog and for other websites as well. And I was just really sharing what I was learning, what I was feeling, what I was going through, the ups, the downs, all parts of that journey. And more and more people, they really seem to connect with it more than anything I'd written before. And I kind of really understood then that, you know, this is something that obviously, you know, everyone goes through a breakup. We all get heartbroken at some time. It's a universal thing, no matter who you are, no matter how attractive you are, how wealthy you are, how successful you are. But yet it feels so lonely at the time. It feels so isolating. And so when people were reading what I was writing and then they saw that I was a coach as well, you know, a lot of people asked if I could help them through, through their journey of going through a breakup and heartbreak. And so I thought, well, why not, you know, let me give it a try because I've learned so much because I had that coaching foundation experience there. I thought if I can kind of marry the two, then that would be a really great kind of niche to be able to car for myself and to be able to help people in this way and so it really just took off from there you know I started working with a few people and then that escalated and then the whole thing just just really snowballed from there so it's been quite a fascinating journey (laughs) yeah that is so cool I have to say you're the first breakup coach that I've ever heard of but it makes so much sense because that is such a vulnerable and like pivotal and like you said lonely time for everyone when they go through it so I think having someone in your corner like that would be absolutely amazing. So I'm curious, have you always been someone that was really open and like willing to be vulnerable? Because you said when you were going through a breakup, you were like live reporting how it was going, right? So does that come naturally to you? It's funny because it doesn't actually. I'm very, I'm quite a shy person. And so I wasn't really putting out like videos or things like that because actually social media wasn't quite at that stage so much then. But I've always really connected with writing. I've always found that writing about how I feel and what I'm going through and even just creative writing, it's always been how I've expressed myself and what I've found pleasure in. And so that felt very, very natural for me. 
so yeah, it, it was just, a re- and also the process was quite therapeutic for me to be able to let out everything that I was feeling. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I wasn't, I wasn't writing about like the guy or I didn't really bring him into it. It was more about, you know, my personal thoughts and experiences and feelings. Mm-hmm. How has your business evolved over time? Like with the rise of social media and all of that stuff, what is your business? What has it become? Yeah. So I mean, as I said, it started off with just coaching a few people and then through the power of social media and through sharing my articles and, you know, through social media, I got to be able to collaborate with with other people who were doing similar things and other companies. You know, I've collaborated with an app that specializes in helping people through breakups. It's kind of like a like a personal trainer for heartbreak. Very cool. Really cool. It's called Mend. So I collaborated with Mend, which has been great. And just to be able to reach more people, essentially, Marie, you know, social media is incredible. And I often talk about the downsides of it, but there's also so in terms of like, you know, the comparison and especially when it comes to breakup, which we can perhaps talk a little bit more about later. But for me and my business, it's been it's been fantastic. I've met so many people. Clients have found me through there. I've connected with with other people who do, you know, who work in a similar industry. So. Yeah, I mean, social media has been absolutely integral to the growth of my business. That's really cool. I love hearing that, you know, people that come on the show, I have a lot of entrepreneurs, because those just tend to be the type of people that are interested in speaking on a podcast. But pretty much everyone like has seen so much growth in their business because of social media, especially people who are in a niche like you are, like breakups are very specific, even though everyone goes through them, it's hard to find a ton of people right near you who are interested in that sort of service. So I'm personally super thankful for it as well. Definitely. I mean, if I, you know, had to run my business in the most old school possible way, if we didn't have social media, I mean, my business definitely wouldn't be where it is now. So yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been fantastic. Great tool. Very cool. So let's just dive right in. Like breakups are super messy. They're chaotic. They're a roller coaster of emotions. And I just want to get right into the nitty gritty of that stuff. So obviously every person relationship breakup is going to be different, but like what are some common struggles and challenges that every woman tends to face when she experiences a breakup? There are so many, but there are, as you said, there are a lot of common struggles. I think we just feel like, what is it that we did wrong? You know, we feel this sense of, you know, I I did everything right. I said everything right. I tried to be the best person possible in that relationship. And yet it still didn't work out. And there's that feeling of like we failed. And I think that that can be a really, really overwhelming thing to go through. And We also struggle with, especially if, you know, our ex has moved on, particularly if we have the one who's been broken up with. And if our ex moves on, like I work with so many women who who have been in that situation and, and they just get so entrenched in, you know, how could he have met someone so soon? And does this mean that he didn't love me? And does this mean that I am inadequate in some way? And, and, we get wrapped up in all of these really icky feelings around that. And then a a real loss of self-esteem and a loss of identity as well. You know, when you've been in a relationship, particularly a long-term one, you, it's very easy to sort of, to associate yourself as, as a couple. And so when we come out of that, it's like, Oh my God, well, who, who am I out of this relationship? And so a big part of how I work with people is, is really helping them to do, to rediscover 
who they are, what their identity is, what they want, and how to be able to navigate that when they do go into another relationship to be able to keep their sense of self. So it sounds like one of the main things that you focus on is more like rebuilding the personal identity rather than like navigating the relationship that fell apart and like unpacking that. It's more about like rebuilding the new. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is, we do do some work on kind of going over what happened in the relationship to cause the breakup. But it's particularly if there are self-sabotaging things that have shown up in, in many different of their relationships, because that is something that needs to be identified and worked through so that it doesn't happen again. But ultimately, you know, there's no point in dwelling over that over and over and over again. It, it often doesn't serve us if we keep ruminating over that and going over old ground and trying to get answers to those questions that we're never really going to be able to answer. Mm -hmm. So it's much more important to kind of take where we are right now, like honor where that, you know, what happened in that relationship and and deal with the emotions that come along with that. But like, right, where are we now? Where do we want to get to? Let's get you there. Because that's what I found really helpful when I was going through, through that breakup was just to think, okay, well, what, you know, yes, I feel really bad about where I am right now, but who do I want to become as a result of this? You know, what goals do I want to set for myself? And that you you feel far more proactive in that state and when you can get into that mindset rather than like looking back at what happened because there's nothing you can do about that now. Yeah, it's really cool hearing that because I think it's common for women to just use a breakup as, of course, it's a time to, you know, go inward and self-reflect, but a lot of women also use that as like, a motivator to reinvent themselves, whether that's like getting a haircut or like getting some new clothes or starting a weight loss journey or something like that. So focusing on the new and like the type of person you want to be moving forward seems to be a super common thread that like helps people heal too. Definitely. It's, it's so important and it's, it gives you hope. Mm -hmm. It really does give you hope. As I say, there's, there's just, there's very little, if you, if you keep going back over that old ground, you're kind of really staying stuck in that and that really isn't helpful for moving moving your life forwards. Yeah. So would you say that women who get broken up with versus women who do the breaking up, like are the struggles similar or are there big differences there? I think if you get broken up with, as I was saying before, you're kind of immersed in that whole, well, wasn't I good enough and why wasn't I good enough? And and going over like all the ways in which you feel that you're inadequate or you did something wrong. Whereas when you are the one doing the breaking up, you can feel that real overwhelming sense of guilt and Will that person be okay? And also, did I do the right thing? You know, will I ever meet someone as great as that? So there are kind of different different struggles that come with both of those situations. Neither of them are particularly nice to be in. Right? Yeah, they both come with their with their challenges. But particularly when you have been broken up with, I think it is you get that more overwhelming sense of not not being good enough, mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of definitely struggle with and it's completely normal you know if you've been in a relationship and then all of a sudden you get broken up with and especially if you didn't see it coming you can really feel like your world has just been pulled from beneath your feet right and that is that's really hard because they're like well all of this time I thought that everything was okay and and it's not so what does that say about me as a person and how will that affect me being able to meet anybody else and at that point usually you can't even fathom being with anybody else 
Yeah. Based on your experience with your clients, would you say that there is like a best way to break up with someone, whether they were being the one broken up with or they were the one doing the breaking up? Like, is there is there a best practices for ending a relationship? So if you are the one wanting to break up with someone, it's it's a horrible thing to have to do. It's a really... I mean, it's, I was going to say awkward, but it's far more potent than awkward. You, But you really do just have to be honest whilst also being compassionate and sensitive. But you really do have to make it clear because if you don't make it clear, then it might give them false hope or they might think that you're still kind of in a relationship and perhaps just want to take a break. So it's it's very, it sounds quite brutal, but it is much better to the other person. It's much fairer to the other person so that they really, really know where they stand. Mm-hmm. And it's never going to be a nice conversation to have. So I think you've just got to get comfortable with that and to know that that conversation is going to feel rough. You're going to feel awful about yourself probably, and you're going to feel bad for the other person. But just being open and honest and upfront about how you're feeling and what you want is is the best way to do it. Well, in my opinion, anyway, other people might say something completely <laughs> different. But in my experience, I feel that that's like the best way to go about it. And also, you know, if you're, I've been on the receiving end of that before, and you do just want to know what the situation is, because it's far worse to have that false hope. And that that can lead to more heartbreak down the line. And if you are the one um, getting broken up with, I do think it's really important to try and find a way to accept that and to not kind of create any false illusions in your head and then to just kind of go away, create some distance. You know, getting that time apart is so crucial to be able to move on emotionally. Because if you keep like reaching out to your ex and you know, keep trying to have these conversations and trying to get the closure that we all want, which by the way, you're never going to get and you can create the closure. You can, you're not, and you can create the closure by yourself, yeah. which is a lot more empowering to know. But if you've got to create that distance to be able to see that you can do that and yeah, you know, get support, you know, have your, have friends around you, have family around you, have people who make you feel good, who are going to lift you up, have a coach or hire a personal trainer, you know, whatever you want to do that is going to get you into that more positive place. That is going to serve you far better than keep like going back to your ex and asking for answers and keeping that false hope, that illusion in your mind, like take off the rose tinted glasses and move on. And it does sound harsh, it really does. But honestly, you'll be so much better off if you if you make that clean break. Yeah. I'm sure that so many of your clients come to you feeling like they're at rock bottom. They'll never be happy again. Like everyone's telling them, them that time heals everything. And they're like, there's no freaking way that this is going to heal. Like, how do you approach that initial phase of their bounce back? Like, what questions do you ask? What do you have them do? What needs to happen? Yeah. Um, so I think it always helps to get perspective on this because I'm sure well with all of the people that I've worked with and I when I've said to them you know when was there a previous time whether it's a previous breakup or heartbreak or just a really tough time in their life where you felt like there's no way I'm gonna get through this and then they kind of explain it to me and I'm like well you're here you're telling me the tale you got through it Mm. you know so I think it can help to kind of give yourself evidence that you've probably come through really crappy times before. So you can do it again. And heartbreak does feel, feel so tough because it's almost like the other person has the power. 
So what it, what I really like to help people to do is to kind of reclaim their own power and really figure out, you know, what tools can we start to bring into their day to day that are going to help them with the emotions that they're feeling so they're not suppressing them, but that are also going to help them to be able to move forward step by step, day by day. You know, this isn't something where you can just you know, go through heartbreak and then get over it the next week. Yeah, You do have to take that time to go inwards a bit and to really honor your emotions and what you're feeling. So things like journaling, meditation, mindfulness, all of those things can really help with that. And then, you know, bringing things into your day to day, like having, you know, making sure you're doing something that helps you to regain that sense of identity do things that you love like find new passions or re-identify with old ones and it's just really a step by step by step by step process um and some people move through it really really quickly for some people it takes a bit longer i mean and it, it doesn't matter but it's just creating that momentum that positive momentum every single day and some of it does feel rough especially when you're having to delve into the things, the thoughts, the things, the emotions that have come up as a result of the breakup, that can lead you to having to like really dig through some muddy things there. But if you can bring those up to the surface, you're much more able to deal with them rather than pushing everything down. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Those things will always come to the surface eventually, right? So the sooner the better. So totally. Yeah. Going back to that phenomenon that I like kind of mentioned earlier about how women will often like cut or dye their hair, like get on a health and fitness kick or change their wardrobe after a breakup and like basically use the pain and the heartache as a catalyst for physical changes. Why do you think that that is such a go to? And do you think that it's like a productive and healthy way to bounce back? Or do you think it's kind of just like masking what's going on underneath? Yeah, it's a good question. It really depends on on what perspective you're coming at it from. So when I went through that breakup, I got a personal trainer and I started lifting weights in the gym. Mm -hmm. And it was the best possible thing for me because I wasn't doing it from a place of like, I'm going to make myself look the the most amazing I ever have so that when my ex sees me, he's going to, you know, like really regret what happened. And it was, it was more like, I just want to feel strong. I want to challenge myself in a different way. I want to get myself completely out of my normal routine so that I'm creating like new, new memories for myself. I used fitness and weightlifting to, to do that. So, and you know, like, yeah, if you want to change your hair, do it. If you want to, you know, change your image a little bit, do it. But it's about why, what is the motivation behind that? If you're doing it for you, and because you really want to feel good, go for it, you know, do it. But if you're doing it because you think, oh, well, if I, if I, you know, do my hair in this way or lose this amount of weight or whatever, then, then I'll be good enough yeah. for other people. You know, that's kind of slipping into a different territory mm-hmm. because that, that can be very counterproductive and that can end up making you feel a lot worse because then you, you, you're constantly like catering to what you think other people expect of you. Whereas when you're doing it completely for yourself to feel good, like when I was lifting those weights, I felt the energy rush. I felt so good. I felt so strong. And it really helped me through in a much bigger way than I could have ever expected, actually. And if you are like going to go and make a drastic change to your hair or something, like don't do it as a knee jerk reaction. I would Mm -hmm. suggest that you kind of think about it 
a little bit first, you know, takes take a couple of weeks to consider it because if you do it like on a whim, it can it can not end quite so <laughs> as you expect. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, if you're doing it for you, if you're doing it to make you feel good and you want to like, you know, reinvigorate yourself a little bit, go for it. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I love that. So I always refer to it as like, are you making decisions from a place of love or from a place of lack where like, I don't feel good enough. I don't like myself enough. I am not enough for this person or I don't get enough approval, whatever it might be, like never make decisions or draw motivation from a place of lack. Like everything should be from a place of love for yourself, right? I completely agree because when you do it from a place of lack, it's never going to be good enough. Mm -hmm. And you're always going to be chasing that. You know, you might quote unquote lose the weight or do whatever you think you need to do, but then it'll be something else. There'll be something else that you don't feel good enough at. So you need to go and change something else. And if you're constantly doing that then you are never going to be able to to learn what it actually really means to create self-love and to be okay within yourself and I tell you what when you are okay within yourself you are in such a better position to then go out and meet other people when you feel ready and that is such an attractive quality to exude Mm -hmm. you know far more than like what your outer you know physical appearance is it's what's like that inner sparkle that inner confidence and if you've got that like that is the amazing attraction factor yeah so whether our listeners are going through a breakup or just looking to grow as a person like what are some things that they can do to discover that confidence and like discover what they really care about as their own person it's it's about i think taking time to reevaluate everything breakups are an amazing catalyst to be able to reassess or look at and evaluate everything that's going on in your life so that's why you hear of people who do make you know quite profound career changes or they suddenly go traveling or they you know they do all of this cool stuff after going through a heartbreak so just take some time to think okay like what the main areas in my life, you know, am I happy with them? Am I happy with where my health, health and fitness is at at the moment? Am I happy with my, my friendships and, you know, my social life? You know, what's my, what's my career looking like at the moment? Am I really fulfilled? Am I engaging in things that I love to do? You know, do I have hobbies? Do I have passions? Do I have something that I can go to that is really going to get me excited and really get me revved up? And just look at those key areas and think, okay, well, you know, where can little tweaks be made? What can I start to introduce into my day-to-day or my week that, that then gets me a step closer to that? And that can actually be quite a fun process as well. Um, because you can then start to like explore like breakups give us this amazing opportunity as well to really get explorative to just go out and try new things and meet new people not not necessarily from a romantic perspective here but just you know and create those new memories because that's that's what you want to do because if you if you don't do that you're going to be constantly thinking about how life was with your ex and comparing everything to to then and feeling like the past was so much better. And it's like, look, let's look at your future. What do you really want to create out of this? Who do you want to become? And then start, you know, piecing that together. Why do you think that people tend to lose sight of that stuff, whether it's like career goals or getting out and meeting new friends? Why do people tend to lose sight of that when they're in a relationship? 
because they get comfortable. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's very easy to slip into that. I mean, I remember when I was in that relationship and it was through no fault of his, he never held me back from anything. In fact, he used to encourage me to get out and do all the things that I love to do. But I was so fixated on the relationship and making that as perfect as what I wanted it to be. I just lost sight of everything and I didn't prioritize it at all. And yeah, it can be, so we, we, it can be that we can be constantly trying to fix a relationship, which deep down we know is a little bit broken or very broken, or we can just get comfortable and we just get into a routine and, you know, we spend all of our time with that person and, you know, we just kind of trundle through the days and we don't really take the opportunity to think about all the other parts of our life that we could get, you know, much more fulfillment from as well. And it's not until when a breakup happens that we think, oh my God, you know, well, what is my life? And all of a sudden it illuminates all those things that have perhaps been a little bit lackluster. Yeah. So when, when that happens, when either you realize that you've gotten stagnant in a relationship or you broke up and that has brought you to that realization what is like the framework for addressing like that mental progress that needs to happen instead of stuffing them down is there a framework is there a strategy that you use with your clients to help them address that painful not so pleasant (laughs) stuff that they need Mm -hmm. to go through I don't really have a framework as such because it's very different according to each person and we all have have different things, but I do think you've, you've got to be prepared to to go there. And something which I often do with clients is that you know we look at okay, well, what seems to be like showing up in all of your relationships? Because often there'll be patterns. You know, it can be codependence, it can be jealousy, it can be feelings of never being good enough and always feeling like you've got to you know, be more in order to keep that person. And yeah, and there's all these elements of self-sabotage that when we go through the breakup, like now is the time to really get down and face that and then to start to bring that up to the surface and do it in the most compassionate, loving way for yourself. And it's going to feel uncomfortable, but to know that actually when you can work through that and when you can actually even just identify what those self-sabotaging behaviors are, then you're going to be setting yourself up so much better for the future and then being able to work at rebuilding your life again. But you, if you bulldoze through, then guess what? Those things are just going to keep coming up again and again and again. And it's not just relationships that this stuff shows up in. It can be our, our health. It can be our finances. It can be our career. You know, oftentimes there are so many there are parts of our lives where we kind of seem to like keep making the same mistakes or the same things keep showing up which keep us held back and you guess what you've got to do something different yeah so it's and that's why it is helpful to have you know someone like a coach or mentor or therapist if you if you want to go down that route who can really help you to to ask you those questions and to to add that extra perspective and to really be by your side to navigate yourself through that that discomfort because it it can feel quite hard and emotional but you know once you kind of take out all of those weeds then it's you you know you've got room to to grow the new (laughs) so it's 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 important to do that and I you know I had to do I went through my breakup and everything I go through we always it always brings up new things it's never like a like completely 
done thing I think everything we go through we're going to be able to identify these these things but the more you can get used to actually delving down in there and and dealing with them then that's you're setting yourself up so much better for for a different future and creating different results you know you don't want to constantly be in these relationships where you're feeling inadequate or you're getting these feelings of jealousy or not being good enough like let's get let's figure out what's going on there and work on that right now so that when you then go into a new relationship you can you can kind of check yourself when you can feel those things coming up and you know what to do mm-hmm. you know how to handle it I want to go back to where you said how we need to be compassionate and loving when we're finding these negative patterns that we have within ourselves. And I think it's so easy to get into a place of like frustration or shame, even if it's just in our own head about these things that we discover about ourselves, things that we're embarrassed to admit we have a problem with. So how can we address those things in a way that is compassionate and loving and not judgmental you know what I mean yeah absolutely well first of all just being able to to identify them and name them is it takes a lot of strength to be able to do that I think just reminding ourselves that look we're only human you know we have a myriad of different of different emotions and this is also the time when you then need to I to think about, okay, well, you know, I'm figuring that out about myself and I don't like that so much, but let me think about all the strengths I have. Let me think about all of the, the great things about me. And just to, even if it means like taking a bit of paper and pen and writing it down and just really reminding yourself that you have great qualities and we all have, you know, we all have the stuff that isn't so great, but the fact that you can actually own it and you know you're working on it that takes so much courage and so much strength and you can anyone who's going through that can really you know really give themselves like a big hug a big self hug because that's it shows you're made of of great stuff it shows how resilient Mm -hmm. you are so and and as I say yeah just keep keep always coming back to remembering the things that you really like about yourself and just just keep in sight of of that yeah So we've talked a lot about bouncing back and like dealing with the aftermath of a breakup. But after people feel like they're in a good place, they're back on their feet, living life again, they've maybe reinvented themselves. How can one approach their next relationship with like an open heart and an open mind after being hurt before? Yeah, it's it's it is hard. And that's why I believe it's really important to not get back out there until you really feel like you're in a place where you've you've really got a strong sense of self and look you know we're never going to be immune to getting heartbroken again it can happen but when you feel like okay I feel really strong within myself I feel really happy within myself and actually all I want right now is to just explore and, and see what might happen with this person and look at it as as you know having fun as well don't put too much emphasis on what the outcome is going to be right now because the tendency can be to jump 10 (laughs) 10 steps ahead yeah it's like stay in the moment like take it date by date by date yeah if you can feel those feelings of anxiety coming up which you probably will because you're human and it's normal and we all do then just take some time to like breathe and just think okay this is normal it's absolutely fine nothing bad is going to happen and to just you know, if you are noticing red flags in the interactions with that person to think, okay, well, 
yeah, I really like him or her, but I've noticed this. And so I'm just going to be a little bit wary of that. So you kind of like keeping that perspective rather than going full throttle into it. But at the same time, you've got to be able to have somewhat of an open heart because then you're just going to close yourself off from, from meeting, you know, who could be great great person who could bring a lot of fulfillment to your life so it's just about creating that balance and not looking at it from an all or nothing mentality right don't put too much emphasis on it and also keep sight of all of the other great things that you've got going on in your life now that you've kind of reinvented yourself and built yourself up keep those in the forefront of your life and then this thing is the next like little bit of you know this is the cherry on top at the moment really enjoy it but don't lose sight of that other stuff Right. It's so important to keep sight of the fact that like you are whole and complete on your own. Like someone else doesn't need to complete you, but they can be like a nice addition. Absolutely. They can be, you know, a great relationship is like is an amazing enhancement to anybody's life. I mean, you know, we're not really as humans, we are meant to kind of to be with each other. And we're not supposed to be alone all the time, although that's fine if, if we are. There's nothing wrong with that. But to enjoy it. But also know that yes, we are we are a whole person, regardless of whether we're in a relationship or not. And if you've come this far and you've you know you've reinvented yourself, you've rebuilt yourself, you've proved that to yourself. The stronger that you can remain in that mindset, the more well equipped you will be in that relationship. Mm-hmm. I want to circle back to social media that we mentioned at the beginning. Like, what are some healthy ways to use social media either during or after a relationship and what are some not so healthy ways to use social media well the not so unhealthy ways are definitely stalking your ex (laughs) (laughs) I think we've all done or we stalk the person we think our ex is with and then we end up down the rabbit hole and before we know it we're you know like six hours have gone by and it's a full FBI investigation (laughs) (laughs) it is and it's oh my god it's so easy to fall down that rabbit hole so I would definitely just be aware of not not using social media for that and it is very very hard um I know I I mean I swear that breakups were probably a lot easier before social media yeah (laughs) We didn't have the facility to be able to go and you know check up on what our ex is doing but on the other hand social media can also be a really great tool you know if you're looking for positive inspiration if you're looking to find new things to maybe like get interested in or passionate about instagram's a great place for that you know use it to fill your feeds with positivity and things that support I guess your recovery through this heartbreak and things that are going to lift you up. And if you feel yourself comparing yourself to other people, like other people's relationships or feeling like, Oh my God, everyone else is getting married. Everyone's get having kids. We all feel that and we're exposed to it more and more on social media, but it just helps to remember that, you know, oftentimes those people are still going through their stuff and We've all heard it, haven't we? Like social media is often just a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. So just use it in the most positive way that you can. And it does also help just to take a bit of a break from it every now and then to to focus on yourself and your own life and the people around you. A digital mm-hmm. detox never did anyone any harm. <laughs> right. So, And I think if, you, if you're going on social media, really have that awareness of, of how is that making you feel? So if you are going on your ex's page how is it making you feel every time you do that because 
regardless of what you see, I bet it's not making you feel good. So next time you're tempted to do that, think about how you felt last time and the time before and the time before. And think, okay, take a deep breath. Is that how I want to feel? No. Okay. I'm going to put my phone away and I'm going to go and draw or take a gym gym class or go for a walk or call a friend or do whatever, do something that is going to kind of bring a bit of positivity or energy into my life. Um, So just having that awareness and just, you know, breathing through it, it sounds a bit woo woo, but it really does help um, because social media can make us, it can make us quite reactive, can't it? So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would definitely recommend that. Yeah. And as I say, just, you know, use social media for good, use it to, to connect with people they are often like really good groups on Facebook, which help people to come through breakups or, you know, positivity groups, all kinds of stuff that you can find, um, which helps you to, you know, connect with other people in a similar, similar place or, and use it to look up funny videos on YouTube, (laughs) (laughs) funny videos on Instagram. Like the more you can laugh, laughter is the best you know, the best way to, to relieve yourself of those, those real feelings of, oh, I feel so bad. Um, so use it in the, in the best way possible. Yeah. I always tell people that, you know, they should curate their feed to be something that makes them want to be their best self and like show up as their highest self. And obviously following your ex and like having his post notifications on or whatever is not going to do that for you. But like follow some cat video pages, follow some inspiring quote pages, follow like some healthy food bloggers, whatever it might be that like inspires you to be your best self. That's what should be on your feed. That's it. And the thing is, we can, you know, we, it's so easy to keep re-curating your feed. And so, yeah, just just take it as like, okay, so when I wake up and I, you know, scroll through Instagram, what do I want to be seeing? What kind of people, what kind of quotes, what kind of images, what kind of funny videos? Yeah, that can be really, really helpful. So I love what you've said there. Yeah. Awesome. So before we wrap up and move on to some fun, like rapid fire questions, let's recap. So what are the three biggest mistakes that you see women making after a breakup? First one is to keep contacting their ex or keep reaching out or quick, keep searching for answers. Mm -hmm. That is definitely the first one. The second one, well, which ties into the first is not creating that distance. You've got to, you've got to break off that contact. And that is a bit of a, you know, unless there's children involved and unless there's a really, really good reason, like you, you both need that time apart to be able to focus on yourself and get that emotional and physical distance. And then another, another mistake, I guess, that people tend to make quite often is getting back out there too soon. Mm, Yeah. Because they're trying to replace what they feel they've lost yeah and you coming at it from that place you you're not really setting yourself up for a good experience at all it can be it it can feel good in the moment it's a quick fix but ultimately it's not going to create good long-term effects sometimes people do meet people very quickly after going through a breakup but if you're doing it from the purpose of oh my god I've got to fill this time that I now have I need to be with somebody else to feel complete that's really not going to help you because the, the same things are going to keep coming up in in that new relationship or in that new dating experience. And then I think, you know, 
we just we we really do then tend to like dwell on old ground we tend to try to fix the past or try to fix what happened instead of focusing on the here and now and what we want from the future yeah ruminating and dwelling is is not not really very productive of course you've got to face up to what you're feeling as we spoke about before you've got to honor that but use it as a catalyst use where you are now to think what do I want from my life who do I want to become Yeah. So on that note, what are the three best things that people can do to start healing and rebuilding? I know we just kind of touched on one, which is figuring out where you can rebuild and look to the future. But what are some other things? Sure. I mean, I I know that you're probably going to agree with me on this one. And that's to really take care of your physical health. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, what you're fueling your body with, how you're moving your body, how much sleep you're getting, you know, all of these things have a physiological effect in the body. And so if we're, if we're fueling ourselves with, with crappy food and we're drinking a lot and, you know, all of that, and we're doing that on a consistent basis, of course, like a blowout is fine. Like that's going to happen probably. Um, we've all, we've all been there, haven't we? But yeah. if you're doing that consistently, like that does have a direct correlation with your emotions. You become more reactive. you kind of, when your blood sugar levels are going all over the place, that, that can, make you kind of feel emotionally out of whack so make sure you're just giving yourself the best possible chance to feel as emotionally well as possible yeah you know this doesn't mean like having to go on a radical health kick it really doesn't even just you know drinking your water trying to get enough sleep you know doing things that promote relaxation within the body that can be very very helpful you know it isn't all about like going out there and doing 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 sometimes it's actually like just okay what what does my body what does my physical body need Mm -hmm. so that one is 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 very important another thing is to surround yourself with people who make you feel good make time to see friends um make time to laugh to do things that that just make you smile even even if you can't you know fathom the idea of laughing at the moment which you might not be able to but just you know give your give yourself the opportunity to have those moments of relief and and be around those people who make you feel good and who reaffirm what a great person you are and that you can lean on for that support and then just to be be able to be talk about to talk about what you're going through to have those people who, who you can say, look, do you know what? I'm really not feeling so great today. So if I am a bit, you know, like down in the dumps, you know why. And I just want to let you know. Yeah. Don't feel you've got to hold everything in and put, put on a brave face because it's it's that openness, that open communication with the people around us and people who we love that actually makes those friendships and those bonds a lot stronger. Right. Allow yourself to be nurtured. Allow yourself to be taken care of by the people around you. Like you don't have to do it all yourself. Mm. And then the next thing is, is that, as we were talking about a lot before, is to think, okay, like, well, okay, the next month, like take it in short steps. What? How do I really want to be feeling in the next month? What would I like to be saying to someone that I'm doing? What what dreams do I have? What goals do I have? Do I want to go traveling? Do I want to change career? Do I want to kind of get in the gym and start to really work on my fitness? And then just start to map out how you can start to make that happen. Because when you feel like you're making momentum and progress in your own life, yes, you're still probably going to feel bad for quite a long time. Or maybe not, maybe a short time. It really depends. But when you feel like you're actually working towards something, 
that really, really does help. It really helps create a massive shift forward. That makes total sense because, I mean, if you're just allowing yourself to be stagnant, you're just letting all of those negative feelings stick to you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was super, super helpful. And I would love to ask you a few just rapid fire fun questions if you're up for it. Yeah, go for it. Cool. So I'm not sure if you're a fan of dating apps, but if you are, which one do you think is the best? I really like Bumble. I don't know if you want an explanation, but that's that's the one that I like. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead and explain because I've been in a long-term relationship from before Bumble was around, so I don't even know why, oh, okay. why you like it. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's female-founded as well, so it's very much about the girl has to open the conversation, which is which is quite nice. And I think generally you tend to find people who are a little bit more serious about finding a relationship on there. And I, I mean, I've used it a lot and I've found that actually like going from the app to the date can be a lot quicker than mm-hmm. on some of the other apps where you, you know, it, things tend to get lost a lot more. So yeah, I like Bumble for that reason. Cool. What is your favorite first date activity? Oh, okay. So my favorite first date that I've ever been on, I we went to a museum. Oh, cool. And which sounds like, oh, okay, like how fun could that be? But it was, um, it was LACMA actually in LA. So it was a, a really cool museum. And it just, what I realized was so great about that day was that it was a, like a doing date. So, you know, we were moving around and that took the awkwardness out of just sort of sitting in front of each other and not quite knowing what to say. You can use like the stuff, there's so much around you in a museum that are gonna, that's going to create conversation. And it just felt very relaxed. We, I felt like we got to know each other a lot more than what we would have done if we'd have just gone for a drink or gone for coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think a first date, it's always, it's nice to just do something very low key, something casual, but yeah, it, it doesn't, ha- just something a little bit creative. Awesome. What is the worst thing to eat on a first date? <laughs> oh my God. Um <laughs> Probably for me, it would be something like spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's that's never a cute look, is it? <laughs> no. I think anything where you have to like unhinge your jaw to eat it too, like sushi, like big sushi rolls or like a burger, anything like that is not going to be your cutest look, you know? No, definitely <laughs> not. And anything which, you know, you're prone to like spill stuff down you, anything too liquidy, like that might be a bit of a problem as well. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something to consider. Even like, I think the stereotypical thing to get on a salad is, or to get on a first date is a salad, but I think salads are really bad to eat too. So, I don't know. I find salads quite awkward to eat on a first yeah. date, actually, or on any date, but <laughs> especially the first one. Yeah. When I actually, eat salad, I-, I look like a tortoise so it's not not my most flattering thing no I, I, I don't think that actually going out for food is like the best thing to do on a first date because generally people do get very very self-conscious and then like they become hyper-focused on the food and what they think they should be ordering and so sometimes it's best to just take the food out of it yeah. <laughs> and do that on the second date when you feel more comfortable with each other very true okay what is the in your opinion this is really hard but what would you say is the most important quality to look for in a significant other oh okay so for me it would have to be honesty and compassion Mm. just a sense of you know compassion for the world for other people 
and obviously you know honesty is a very very important one as well and I mean there are so many qualities that I look for I really like someone who I can have a really like good laugh with because for me in a relationship laughter is very very important but then you've got to have like the the foundational stuff behind that as well so those are three things but they're all quite important too right it's (laughs) it's like impossible to narrow down so totally fine what is something weird or maybe random that you personally consider a total turnoff oh when people I mean this is isn't really a weird one but I think when people are not present when people are like if you're on a date and they're checking their phone Mm -hmm. or you know you can tell like they're not quite engaged in the day and they're getting distracted by text or whatever like that for me it puts me off immediately I think it's really rude totally yeah okay and last but not least what is the single best piece of advice that someone has ever given you about dating or breakups or anything in that realm I think one one thing that someone said to me is that, you know, I think this is a really famous quote, but that people come into your life for um, a reason, a season or a lifetime. And I think that that really helped me to understand that, especially when it comes to romantic relationships, it doesn't mean that if we go through a breakup or heartbreak that, that, we're, that the relationship was a failure. Mm-hmm. And I think we can always learn something yeah what that taught me is that we can always learn something from each relationship we have no matter how short it was no matter how significant it seemed there's always something to be learned and it's it's an experience which we can take forwards to you know enhance or to yeah to learn something when we go into our our next relationship and not all relationships are supposed to last forever I mean the majority of the ones we go through don't (laughs) um but that, when someone said that to me, and it was a much kind of older, wiser uh, friend of mine, and it really helped to put that into perspective. Definitely. It's like the saying, whatever you go through, you can grow through, right? Mm. Yes, yeah. definitely. Um, and then I have to ask you, because this is the Grind and Be Grateful podcast, we have got to know what is one thing that you're currently grinding toward and what is one thing that you're hugely grateful for? Okay, so the thing that I'm grinding towards at the moment, I'm working really hard on my own podcast at the moment, which is called the Bounce Back Podcast. Yeah, so that for me is very, very much what I really want to focus on because I really enjoy having like, you know, conversations like this and speaking to all different types of people about their experiences of, of bouncing back. Um so that is something I'm really grinding towards right now. Very cool. And one thing I'm grateful for, I am I'm just so grateful for my family at the moment, which I know is probably quite a cliche one, but you know, my dad has recently been through quite harsh surgery and it's been a really rough time for for my family and I think just it really just puts into perspective like how precious that time is Mm -hmm. and so I've just been feeling this overwhelming sense of gratitude for my mum my dad and for the the people the the support that I've had around me during that time so that is really really on my heart at the moment so I don't think gratitude for your loved ones can ever be overdone so I love that oh no definitely not yeah So now that everyone has gotten to know you and is probably super excited to hear more from you, where can they find you? Sure. So they can find me on Instagram at Laura M. Yates. Um, My website is laurayates.org. And they can also listen to my podcast, the Bounce Back podcast 
on iTunes and Stitcher. And, you know, we talk about all things from from breakups and heartbreak and dating to all kinds of other, you know, life stuff when it comes to bounce backs as well. So it's it's very broad. It's not just focused on the breakup stuff. So there's some I've interviewed some really great people. There's lots of different perspectives. Some of them are funny, some of them are more more serious. But um yeah, so there's some really great stuff on there where people can listen in if they would like to. Very cool. I cannot wait to check it out. Laura, thank you so much for being on the show. I loved talking with you and I will be sure to have everyone let you know that they came from here. So you guys listening, when you go check out Laura, be sure to tell her that I sent you and send her lots of love and gratitude. Thank you so much for having me, Marie. I've loved this. Awesome. Have a great day. Thank you and you. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for spending your time with me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast today. I'm super happy that we were able to hang out and share some good vibes today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it, whether it's texting it to your friend, linking it on Twitter, or posting a screenshot on your Instagram story. It is all super appreciated. And please leave a short review on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Tell me what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of this show is for you so your feedback matters plus it would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women everywhere to become their very best selves thank you again for listening and supporting the show and until next time don't forget to grind to be grateful my friends you